The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. For those of you who have not yet sent in your 25 under 25 nominations, you're running out of time. This next week, October the 14th, is the last time you'll be able to nominate for the 14th Annual Awards. You'll have to wait a whole other year if you don't get your nominations in this week. So if you're a company that has fewer than 25 employees, nominate yourself. If you work with companies or have family members who run companies or own companies that have fewer than 25 employees, nominate them, nominate your vendors, nominate the other companies you do business with. There's a wide variety of relationships that you can tap into to find these nominations. Go out to 25under25.com. There's a nomination form on that page, and you need to get them in before October the 14th. And those of you who are waiting and thinking somebody's going to nominate your company and then they don't, hear from them every single year. Don't wait. Nominate yourself. We encourage self-nominations. So again, 25under25.com, the nomination form, and all the other eligibility requirements. But the main one is you have to have under 25 employees or we can't talk. So 25under25.com. Talking about entrepreneurship, we have in studio today Michelle Markey, who is a huge entrepreneurial advocate. She's the vice president of Kaufman Fast Track, which is a global provider of educational programs that help aspiring and even established entrepreneurs with their business skills, tools, resources, and very importantly, networks to start and grow successful business. This is a program that was created by the Kaufman Foundation. Michelle herself has been a guest contributor for MSNBC, Market Watch, Bloomberg, The Wall Street Journal, and many other national and local media. She's an internationally recognized speaker, served as a featured speaker for the U.S. State Department's Women's Entrepreneurship in the Americas, and that's a program that tries to increase women's economic participation. And she's also served as a panelist and speaker at the annual Global Entrepreneurship Congress. Today, she's here to talk about her new book called She Venture, Success Strategies for Female Entrepreneurs. We'll be talking with Michelle when we get back. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Dan Stahl. And this is Bill Brelsford. And we, we are, are the Sales and Marketing, marketing Answer Men. Do you ever have a question about sales or marketing and you don't know where to go? Well, we're here to tell you where to go. In a good way, of course, for all your sales and marketing questions. Tune in Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. on Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today, Michelle Markey, is the author of She Venture, Success Strategies for Female Entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show today, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, congratulations Thank on you. your book. That's quite a feat. She Venture, how did you come up with the name 
she-venture. I kind of like that. It's interesting. You know, I actually selected that name as my Twitter handle back in 2009 because for a long time I've been very interested in women and entrepreneurship and finding something that was just a good mesh of that was what led me to that name. And so when I started thinking about titles for my book, it, it, this was just the right one. It, it's very strong sounding. She-venture. I like right. It. Thank you. Yep. Okay. So, so you've had this moniker for quite some time. Tell us a little bit about the book. Why a, a book dedicated specifically to women entrepreneurs? I mean, entrepreneurs and entrepreneur, isn't it? I hear that a lot. And I actually, you that, you know, to some degree, that's true. Mm-hmm. All entrepreneurs entrepreneurs need to think about their their business in terms of feasibility. They need to think about what, are, what does the market look like? Who's their target market? What are their financials? But interestingly, women have some unique considerations as it pertains to business ownership. For example? So, for example, they're, they're, uh, I'll give you two as, mm-hmm. as good examples, two or three. Um, one is access to networks. And time and time again, in fact, through the years at Kaufman Fast Track, what we've found is that the whole component of networking is one that men seem to be pretty well leveraged in, but women tend to have networks of their friends, mm-hmm. of some, maybe some coworkers, some of the parents of their children's friends, but not as many networking kind of folks in the business world. And that's what they really need is to round out that that whole business network in terms of intentional networking. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's one thing. And another thing is belief in themselves that they can actually do it. That is actually how I really began thinking about writing this book. We have, I have chances frequently to speak before different groups on entrepreneurship and what have you. Many, many times women would come up to me either at break or afterwards and say, oh, this is something I've wanted to do for such a long time and I haven't done it because, Mm -hmm. and then fill in the blank, whether it's I don't know how to make this work with my commitments that I have in my personal life. Um, I don't know that I'm actually equipped to be able to do this from a business acumen standpoint. There were there were numerous. So mm-hmm. that was really the impetus for the book. So these are getting started obstacles. Are, do you see the same types of things in more established business owners? And initially, I was thinking it was really for the, the getting started entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting, and, and I can speak from experience myself, we see many women that have been running some sort of an, a, a venture for several years, but they haven't really formalized it. True. So the just the fundamentals of of really getting down and understanding how the business runs, making good decisions for that business, um, building a brand, those are things even established entrepreneurs sometimes leave to the side. So for women in particular, we see a lot of women that are acting as solo entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. contractors, those sorts of things. And instead of thinking, as entrepreneurs, they think of themselves as employees for hire, essentially, contractors. Sure. And as such, they don't often formalize their business. So 10 years down the road, some of them still need some of the foundational issues. Yeah. One of the things that came as a surprise to me, uh, as I've traveled across the country too, speaking with women entrepreneurs, is that even some of the most confident and successful ones that I have met, when you really start to talk with them, they reveal what I've later learned is named the imposter syndrome. As successful as they have become, they 
still feel like uh, somebody's going to pull back the curtain and see what's really there and that they really don't have what it takes and it's either just by sheer luck or just really hard work and determination, but they really still don't feel like they measure up or that they right. should have achieved this level. Or, I mean, what, right. how, what do you say to that? You know, it's interesting. Several years ago, I'll give you an analogy. Several years ago, I set out to run a marathon. And it was a goal, personal goal. And so I thought, I'm, I'm going to do this. And the first thing I did was go to a, a legitimate running store to look at getting a pair of running shoes. And as I was as I was buying them, by the register was this little flyer for a marathon training group. And, and that's really what struck me. I thought, oh, I should be able to, I could join this group. So I took the flyer home along with my new shoes. And the more I thought about it, I thought, you know what? Those people, they're probably really good. I don't look like them. I'm, uh, you know, a 40-ish old woman type and my body isn't <laughs> the same. Watch yourself there, a 40-ish old woman. <laughs> well, that's what I was at the time. And so I just, I really talked myself out of it because I didn't think, I, I just didn't think, I thought I was an imposter. Mm-hmm. And so uh, months went by. I just ran on my own. I went back a second time to get shoes about six months later, and they were starting another running group because it was a different season. And this time I said, I'm going to do this. And, and interestingly, what I found when I went to the meeting was that it was a, a room diverse, as you may imagine, all ages, all body types, both genders. And the same is true for entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. So we think of entrepreneurs Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, and a lot of times we haven't seen a lot of positive role models in the female entrepreneurship. And so it feels like a really big stretch for us. And even if we have seen them, maybe they're Oprah Winfrey or Tori Burch, it it seems so big, such a big gulf. So the realization that it is a brass ring that I actually can reach is something that we really need to encourage women to think Mm -hmm. about. You mentioned role models just now, women role models. And earlier you had talked about the networking groups that a lot of times women have more social networking groups as opposed to the business networking groups. Um, One of the things that I think sometimes women also overlook is the value that uh, male mentors can, uh, the role they can play too, and the introductions they can make that sometimes that sometimes women get so focused on other women. And I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying, for example, um, I had the opportunity to interview the first uh, female trader on Wall Street a while back, got to meet her in person. And that was back in the late 60s. And she was just in her early 20s at the time. And she said that she so that that she she took advantage of all of the knowledge that she could glean from from those men that she was surrounded by and that some didn't want anything to do with it but some became her mentors and some big names too that we would recognize but um i think that we have to remember that um we although we are female we, we've got an awful lot that we can learn from the males who have been doing this for a long time and that many of them are very, very willing to help and make those introductions. Absolutely. You know, this truly, and it goes back to your first question, this is truly not a gender issue. No. The book, in, in my mind, was a way for me to say to women, please, if you have a vision, a dream, a goal, explore it, reach out mm-hmm. and go for it. But the point is well made. 
finding the right mentors and the right advisory group for your business, for your business idea is critical. So one of the things I think is critical for us to realize is what skills do we naturally bring to the table? Some of us have very specific skill sets. And so one of the things that the women in particular will say to me is, well, you know, I don't really pulling back that curtain, I really don't understand the financials. And my response is, you you don't need to become a CPA. You do need to engage with somebody that does really understand the financials. However, you need to become business savvy with regard to your numbers. You've got to be able to understand it. You don't have to be a CPA. You don't have to Mm -hmm. be an attorney. But surround yourself with the right people, both from a professional standpoint and from an advisory standpoint, to balance a natural skill set around that table. Right. You're absolutely right about the skill set and that each of us bring different ones to the table. And then to generalize that a bit, women often, you know, bring a new, a different type of approach to business. It talked about having male mentors and being able to take advantage of some of the men who have been in business for many years. But at the same time, there is a balance because women do approach business differently in many cases. And there have been numerous studies that show uh, that that typically uh, women are, businesses are more supported by the community because they go out and get more involved in the community and and just their approach to their employees and so forth is is much different. And so build on your skills and uh, take advantage of what your mentors have to say. But remember that you don't have to force a, a, a square peg into a round hole whole if it doesn't fit your natural philosophies and right. so forth. I also feel that that with the, whether the, they're mentors or a more formal advisory group, um, a lot of women are reluctant to even think that their business is important enough yes. to engage with anybody at that level. And I encourage them really to start thinking about doing that right from the beginning um, and to have a formal, a more formal relationship around that. So for example, if it is a, a, an advisory board mm-hmm. of maybe setting up meetings on a fairly regular basis, once a quarter or what have you, having a set agenda of sorts, make it as as kind of a solid business as you can and not not just, um, you know, unscheduled. Exactly. Yeah. The more it's formalized right. in that respect, uh, the more you're, and you know, you, you have, um, when you know that you've got another meeting coming up in, in two months, you, you tend to do your homework, right? You know, you get prepared pretty quickly. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely right. Now your book is divided into roughly three parts. And tell us about the structure. You've got the heart, the head, and the hand. Right. So I structured it into these three parts because I thought there were some really key issues. On the heart side, uh, the first four chapters are really dealing with the things that I believe women are best suited to deal with as far as their mindset. Mm -hmm. So looking at themselves as an entrepreneur. So saying, what is my company? What is my vision? Uh, And even calling it you Inc. What is your, what is your business idea? You know, it's interesting in those first four chapters, one, two things that I thought were really interesting. One is women tend to be, and I'm generalizing, but tend to be more risk averse. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I wanted to put in there was sometimes if we look at risk and recategorize it as opportunity, Mm -hmm. there's a big win there. So as you reduce risk, you increase your opportunity. That's one. Another one of the chapters that I talked about in these very first four chapters 
and I really struggled with whether or not to put this in the book because I felt that it could be seen as stereotypical, um, and that is the work-life balance. Mm. I, I really struggled with that because work-life balance to me is a little bit like chasing windmills, but it's such a compelling topic, and I got such heavy feedback from kind of my focus groups that I did put it in. And instead of work-life balance, it's really a chapter about defining your values and finding time to make room in your schedule for those things that are very important to you. And I think that that's a really important aspect. And it's one that holds women back Mm -hmm. a lot of times because they wonder, how am I going to make all this work? And for many women, leaping into entrepreneurship is not a black and white issue. It's a transitional issue. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to step into this entrepreneurial role and maintain my full-time work, what have you. So it was something we we had to deal with. Yeah. So, so that that's a deterrent sometimes, as you said. But on the on the other side of it, it is a deterrent in the sense that sometimes women do jump in and try to do it all right. and burn themselves out totally, and then they're they're done with it too. That's so right. You've got both sides of the spectrum. That's there. right. And so yeah. it's really about crafting the vision that's appropriate for you mm-hmm. and for your whatever things that are important to you in your life. The second section is on head. Can we take a quick break? Sure, absolutely. And when we get back, we'll talk about the next two sections, the head and the hands. We're speaking here with Michelle Markey, the author of She Ventures, Success Strategies for Female Entrepreneurs. We'll be right back. Looking to establish your brand as an industry leader? Want to deliver helpful, relevant content to your niche audience? Look no further. Our staff at Custom Publishing can produce branded newsletters, magazines, podcasts, and so much more. We'll take you from concept to distribution or assist you with any stage in between. Writing, editing, design, audio production, voiceovers, digital, print. If you have a communication need, we have a solution. Call 913-831-8100. Call us today and discuss the possibilities. That's 913-831-8100 for all your custom publishing needs. Thinking Bigger Business Media is accepting nominations for the 14th Annual 25 Under 25 Awards. These prestigious awards recognize 25 outstanding businesses with under 25 employees. We're looking for dynamic Kansas City area for-profit companies with under 25 employees that have been in business at least three years and have shown steady growth, a commitment to the community, and an ability to overcome challenges. If your company or a company you do business with qualifies for the 25 Under 25 Awards, fill out a nomination form online at 25under25.com. That's 25under25.com or call 913-432-6690 for details. Self-nominations are encouraged. Apply now. Nominations are now open and close October 14 for 25 Under 25. Special thanks to our sponsor, UMB. Visit 25under25.com to nominate your business. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're speaking here today with Michelle Markey, the author of a brand new book called She Ventures, Success Strategies for Female Entrepreneurs. We've been talking about the way the book is broken down into three groups. We talked about the heart, the first section. The next section, section two, is the head. And what what is it that is important about the head? So the head section, there are some topics in there that are simply those that say all the passion in the world is great, but you have to have some skill set. And so one of the things that I set out in there is that there are some things that women tend to run from and they need to step up to instead. Mm -hmm. And that is 
understanding financials, the basics on financials. Again, they don't have to become CPAs, but they've got to be able to understand what their numbers are telling them. Uh, Finance is a language of business. So becoming savvy and learning about that. And in the book, I even give them some... um, resources that you can learn about financials free. I mean, you don't Mm -hmm. have to go enroll in a college course, so it's available. You know, what's interesting, I I met a female uh, entrepreneur out in California who had a small chain of restaurants down the coast Mm -hmm. and in close enough proximity that she could run around to each of them, but... She did, she admitted she did not understand financials at one point, but she kept expanding. And so we asked her, how did you know whether to expand if you couldn't read your financial statements at that time? And she said, I would just visit, I would rotate visiting each one during the lunch hour, and I would watch how busy the busboys were. And so it was My just goodness. based on activity within the restaurant. She made some great decisions, but once she learned how to read her financials, it was even clearer to her. But it's just it is it does amaze me the way some women approach their business with right. uh, those types of uh, she, I guess just on the ground intelligence <laughs> right yeah and you know I, I uh, myself was in that as an entrepreneur myself and I had run my business for many years and was doing actually quite well although there were ways I could have improved it and and frankly I did go take a course I took a fast track course mm-hmm. and. Um, um, became more focused on treating my business like a business instead of me as a consultant or independent contractor. And when I did that, my revenues immediately showed the positive mm-hmm. uh, swing in that. So so I thought that was a really important aspect to put in the book, and that is let's just take the fear out of this. Let's call it out, and let's just yep. move forward. The second one that women really tend to shy from, and this we have a lot of data that shows us this too, is negotiation. Oh, yes. And... Um, you know, there's an interesting uh, uh, research study that says women just don't ask. Yep. They are more apt to negotiate for others than they than they are for themselves. And so I put that in the book because I really feel that it's something I want to have at the forefront of people's minds. Oftentimes when you talk negotiation, people think about purchasing a car, which is fine. But in business, what I want them to really start thinking about is how do I negotiate for my business entity? Mm -hmm. How do I negotiate possibly at some point for a loan? or funding, if that's the case where, where the business gets to that. They've got to take a really proactive look at that. And, and again, these two these tie together, the financials and the ability to mm-hmm. negotiate both go hand in hand. Yeah, so. there was a study done, a book written actually many years ago, about uh, women making less money over the course of their careers simply because at the very beginning when they took their first job, they did not negotiate their salary in the same way that their male counterparts did. And I don't remember the number, but over the course of a career lifetime, the fact that they did not negotiate up even a couple thousand dollars higher on that first job, the difference it made over that career lifetime was astounding. Amazing. And the same way with your business when you're talking about various opportunities, uh, contracts, and and like you say, bank financing and so forth. It, right. it makes a difference over yeah. the long course. I mean, time. even, you're right, contracts, working with suppliers or mm-hmm. vendors or looking at space, everything uh, can, is somewhat negotiable. Right. So I felt like that was a core issue. So financials, uh, negotiation. I put a chapter in there about networking, mm-hmm. which we've already talked about, and I put another chapter in there about building a brand. Yes. And I think that's really important. I had the opportunity to talk with Kara Ross, 
which many people may know, others may not, but she's a famous designer. Mm -hmm. She is a jewelry designer. Now she's also in uh, handbags and all sorts of things. And, And she submitted a story to me, which is in the book, about how carefully she's crafted her brand and how she's developed that over time and created a signature style. So I think for women, understanding that this entity is a separate entity from them, themselves personally, but it is a business entity, help will help them from a negotiation, will help them if they help uh, develop overall this image mm-hmm. of a brand that they provide. Yeah, that is so important because the other thing too is that for a business to be saleable at the end, it has to be able to stand on its own. And if it is so attached to the personality right. and and the person, the the owner, it's going to be hard to sell that business. Absolutely. And so it's interesting when I when I first started my business, again, I, I, I wasn't as knowledgeable as I wish I had been. And in fact, I, I just filed paperwork with the state because I had to do that. So I had to set up a legal entity. I gave no thought to my brand, really none. And I zipped off that paperwork and my company was named Michelle Markey and Associates, which was fabulous. It worked for me for a few years, but the, as my entity grew and as I wanted to bring other people on board to go do some of the things that I was, you know, currently doing, the belief was, well, where, where, where's Michelle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the business was named for me, right. and I needed to change that. In fact, I did. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Now, I want to make sure that we get in the third section and then a couple of, of events that are coming up in the short time we have left. So the hands, what do you mean by the hands? So the hands, I felt, it goes back to an earlier comment you made, women, as a general rule, do do a lot for their communities, for others, and things like that. And I think that's a great thing. In business, it's a great thing as well. So the the last section is really talks about doing well by doing good Mm -hmm. and finding ways to give back whatever your passion is in terms of giving back. And I have a beautiful story in there of a very young entrepreneur who's been very successful uh, running a company called Seiko Designs, and she, she is changing the world with her business. And I think however we choose to interact with our local community, our national or global, it's all very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. And I think with the younger generation, absolutely. the millennials that are coming in, that is incredibly important. You have a couple of events coming up. Tell I us do. about those. Well, I have a book signing coming up on the 23rd of October, which I'm thrilled about. It's going to be held over at Windmill Square, which is between Metcalf and Foster on the Overland Park side. It's at 7379 West 97th Street building number seven. Uh, I think it's suite 200 and I'm looking forward to that. And you'll be signing books. I will be signing tonight. books there. Okay. And do you have to register to attend that? You don't. Okay. You don't have to register to attend it. I just love to see people and uh, have a chance to to talk with them about their businesses. Excellent. And you ha- there is a, a big women global women there is. Uh, event coming so up. So this is so exciting. Every year, uh, in approximately the third week in November, is Global Entrepreneurship Week. And this, this year, it happens to start November 17th. Kaufman Fast Track is holding an event on November 19th, which is the Wednesday. That has been designated as Women's Entrepreneurship Day on a global uh, mm-hmm. basis. So we are holding a, an event at the Kaufman Foundation between 12:30 and 2:30. I have to tell you, it's somewhat limited. We only have about 50 seats for the space, but it is a it's a kind of a lunch and learn. So there's a mm-hmm. box lunch, and then we have a really interesting short keynote 
speaker, a local keynote by Katie Wyford, mm-hmm. and then it's a kind of a speed networking, if you will, event, and it's it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Cost is only five dollars, wow. and people can go to uh, kcsourcelink.com to register for okay. that. So kcsourcelink.com to register for the uh, Global Women's Event occurring on November the nineteenth. It is November. 19th. Okay, and uh, kcsourcelink.com get registered for that because only five dollars, but space is limited, only about fifty seats. Absolutely, don't wait. And if anybody's interested in getting a copy of your book, Michelle, where can I would they get love that? to see them at the the book signing. But it is widely available on Amazon. So Amazon.com, and you just Google or put in She Venture. Okay, She Venture on Amazon.com. Thank you so much for joining us today, Michelle. Thanks, Kelly. It's been a pleasure. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, you can visit us at www.ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>